How are we doing, everybody? Welcome to the You're Still Here podcast. I am Andy Francis. In case you forgot, I know it's been a slow summer, but hopefully that ends today. We're going to speed things up. We're going to bring you some laughs. We're going to bring you some topics. Maybe we're going to bring you none of those things, but at least I will go down trying as always. Today's episode of the show is brought to you, but it actually isn't brought to you, by LA Looks Hair Gel. The gel that looks like you just got out of the shower when you apply it and is hard enough to stab somebody by lunchtime. L.A. Looks Hair Gel. I'm wearing it right now because I want to look like a 90s movie villain. I'm actually not wearing it right now. I don't even know if L.A. Looks Hair Gel is still out there and available. I would guess that it is. L.A. Looks Hair Gel seems like one of those products. It will never go away. It will survive a nuclear holocaust. You know, it's kind of like the Roku. Yeah, I'm surprised every year when, oh, there's a new Roku. I've never seen a Roku in someone's house, ever, ever. I've never seen, so, oh, yeah, I got the new Roku. I've seen plenty of Apple TVs. I've seen a couple Fire Sticks. I've never seen a Roku, but they still crank them out. And if they're cranking out Rokus, they're cranking out LA Looks Hair Gel. And I'm talking about all of them because the way it works was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, with 10 giving you the quote, hardest hold. But that was all just a joke because every single one of them, when it dried up, like I said, your hair was hard enough to stab somebody. And if you flicked it, a bunch of frosted flakes would come flying out of your hair. It was the most disgusting hair gel. And thank God that hair gel and hair product has progressed to the point where we don't have to deal with stuff like that anymore because everyone's mom came home with that generic yellow because they didn't even get you the one you wanted. The yellow LA looks like hold for hair gel because it was cheaper than the six. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe that also that was just a product of the decade. You know, the 80s, there was mousse, hairspray, and then I think 90s, a lot of wet looks going on. A lot of villains in movies who needed that greased, wet look. And the gel was in in the 90s. Then it was the paste in the 2000s. Then the 2010s, we got into clays. And now we're at things that we don't even know what the fiber. I don't know what a fiber is. Everything when you just don't even know what to need, you just say fiber. Oh, we, we, oh, we got AT&T fiber. I remember uh, my... Hockey sticks. At one point, it changed from, oh, yeah, that was graphite. The next one, it's just fiber. Fiber is just generic substances that you trust to sound cool. The fiber. But yeah, like I said, I have the 90s villain look. And if you're confused, I don't know how you are. Like, if you go back and watch almost any movie with a villain at any single point, he's got that slick back hair. Slicked. Grease back hair equals villain. Just look. How many? Or how about this? Let's uh, let's think of the opposite. How many heroes in movies? How many people who saved the day are coming in with a slick back, greased hair look? Very few, if any. I don't think there's any. There's not a single greasy star. Let me know. By the way, if you think of it, you think of a guy who saved the day with the slick back look, with the wet hair. You let me know. But until then, it's Wolf the Dentist Stanson, all villains. Stanson from the NHL, Wolf the Dentist Stanson. And that's who I'm like right now, Wolf the Dentist Stanson. That guy's a dentist? That was his nickname. Played one year pro, collected more teeth than goals. Even punched out his own coach. And I bring him up because I saw him in a show this past weekend that I watched. Wolf the Dentist Stanson is the Iceland head coach from D2, the Mighty Ducks. And... 
he owns two of the most funny parts of the movie. Number one, when Team USA is having a press conference, Gordon Bombay, Emilio Estevez is up there just doing the introductory press conference to hockey at the Olympics. How does it feel competing on an international level here in Los Angeles? And he goes, hey, you know, we're Team USA. And we're going all the way. And the head coach of Iceland interrupts him in the middle of a press conference from the audience goes, Team USA is going down. Team USA is going down. That's where they're going. That's where they're going. And I always thought that was absolutely hilarious. Do you, you imagine this? He shows up with his entire Iceland team to interrupt the opposing coach in an introductory press conference. Could you imagine something like that happening in real life? Like the NBA playoffs were about to take off, you know, like LeBron or so one of these guys is about to do an interview talking about the opening. Yeah, no, I, th- I think we're going to, we're ready to go here in round one and we're going to see. A- and Stan Van Gundy, uh, the LA Lakers are going down. That's where you're going. It'd be absolutely hilarious. And the second great part of the movie, I mean, there are so many good parts. It's so ridiculous. And this is when you could actually make funny stuff. And remember, this Disney, the Mighty Ducks, and they called... Two black players and a white player centering them, the Oreo line. This was Disney, and they actually had things like that in their movie. So just remember that. But anyway, Wolf the Dentist Stanson, head coach of Iceland, he goes onto the ice with his whole Iceland team, because I guess they practice right after Team USA. And Team USA is still on the ice, goofing around with a beach ball. And he shows up and he challenges the head coach of Team USA, the same guy from the press conference, to a game of three bar, an invented game that no one in hockey's ever played, and then just makes it up as if it's a thing. He challenges him to a game. Well, please, play a little with me. Initially, Gordon Bombay declines. He goes, Show me that famous triple deke that your daddy taught you. You don't want to show me that little triple deke that your daddy taught you? And then he just looks at this random old guy who has nothing to do with Team USA and goes, well, What's it, that old geese over there? Just calls this guy, he was a skate sharpener that Gord knew, just called him an old geezer for no reason other than an insult. And I found that absolutely hysterical, had nothing to do with the hockey, just felt like calling an old guy an old geezer for no reason. And that's another part of that movie you can enjoy. (laughs) But the reason I bring him up and I have my slick back hair was because I saw him. And another reason I have the slick back hair, by the way, is, you know, you can see this stuff behind me. You can see remnants of the Stranger Things parody that I shot where I had 80s props and I'm still editing that, by the way. I put little clips of it on my Instagram and TikTok and YouTube if you want to check those out, share them, I'd appreciate it. Still editing the long one though, I'll post it when it's available. But I decided not to cut my hair yet because I decided that I'm going to do a Sopranos parody next. And I want that greased back long hair, which I currently have right now. So that's the other reason why I have the slicked back grease look and haven't cut my hair since essentially April, something like that. May, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've cut my hair. Playtime is over. Wolf the Dentist Stanson, I saw him in a show called The Terminalist. And I want to bring this show up. Not just because I saw Wolf the Dentist Stanson, who has the same hair. This guy, great to see. We've seen enough Billy Zanes and losing their hair and what it did to their career. So we don't need any more of that. So good for Wolf the Dentist Stanson. Didn't look so great outside of that, but still had the full head of hair, had the Nordic accent going. 
Quick random story, by the way. Sorry. I, I will get back to the show that I saw him in. But when I went to Iceland for my friend's bachelor party, great place, by the way, underrated place, Iceland. We had, we had no thoughts going into it. Maybe, like I said, uh, when you have no expectation, that just makes trips better because any sort of good time exceeds expectations. But part of the group that we had, and I could literally show you a picture of this because I took it, the group that like escorted us because we, we set up events like like taking four by fours up a glacier and doing like skeet shooting and, and all these like random, going to a volcano. The company that set us up had a bus, not a full bus, but like a, like a big van bus type thing to pick us up and then take us to the hotel. And we set all of that up through them, the transportation, the hotels, everything. And the guy asked, what name do you want? Who should we be waiting for at the airport? Who should the driver have a sign waiting for? And I said, would you mind if we put Wolf the Dentist Stanson? So there is a picture of me with the guy from the Icelandic company, Eskimo something, holding up a Wolf the Dentist Stanson sign waiting for me in Iceland. And I took the picture with him and that actually exists in this world. But once again, back to Wolf the Dentist Stanson and watching him on the terminal list. I want to bring up this terminal list for a couple of reasons. Number one, I have complained many times how there are so few quality things to watch on television now because everything, there's a new term that I, I made up with. Maybe somebody else did because, you know, every asshole has a YouTube channel. But you know how these people now, the complainers who try to ruin everything, they say, oh, that's whitewashed. The whitewash. Well, when you make shows and you're not allowed to do this and you do all these quota things and you take cigarettes out of Stranger Things and you don't allow Sansa Stark to be raped. I know that sounds awful in Game of Thrones, but simply because you said you didn't want to see it. So like if it's in the storyline, take it out of the storyline. That's called getting woke washed. Like there's whitewashed stuff and now there's woke washed stuff. According to me, that is woke washed stuff all over the place, but I did not see it in this terminal list, I must say. And I knew something, the reason I watched this, because I've never watched anything on Amazon before. I've never watched anything on Amazon Prime, but I saw the telltale sign that something's good. And you saw this with Chappelle with Sticks and Stones. When the audience reviews something, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and the critics give it like under 30%, that means it's gold. I don't know why they don't like the show. My guess is like now it's awful. Like, you know, remember when they were, remember when they were taking away cop shows because they didn't want them portrayed in a positive light? Well, my only thought could be that they don't want military people shown in a positive light because there's literally no reason. This show... And I'm a guy who I don't like military. I don't want these shows in Afghanistan chasing rain. I, that, that's never done it for me. And I'm not saying like, I just look, I can watch corny ass horror movies. I'm not saying my taste is the best. I'm just saying I was never drawn to a show like that, but that's the beautiful thing about great shows, great movies. They make things that you weren't into the thing that you want to now be into. That's how you know. It's the telltale sign something's good. Do you think everybody liked vampires? I love John Carpenter's Vampires, one of my favorite movies. Dragging them out of the place. You had James Woods in there. I love John Carpenter's Vampires. You know who didn't? Everyone else. 
But you know who loved vampires once Twilight came out and True Blood came out? Everybody. Everyone was vamping. They were looking for blood everywhere. I don't know if they were. But you know that the vampire thing was a craze. Then you fast forward. Stranger Things. If you were a Dungeons and Dragons fan, you couldn't hook up with the top 26 hottest girls in your class. You were the worst. You were the bottom of the bottom. However, now all of a sudden Dungeons and Dragons, it's cool. Oh, it's absolutely cool because of Stranger Things. The kids' basement were saying terms like Vecna and the Demogorgon. Because that's what good shows do. And that's what the Terminal List does with that whole, like, uh, you know, military navy. And it's got conspiracy in it. It's just that kind of show. But it's great. And here's how I know. It passed the phone test. What's the phone test? It's just as it sounds. Do you check your phone? Well... If you didn't, then it's probably a damn good show. And I was never checking my phone. And even on t- I rewound once to reread a caption. I saw the caption. And I made sure that I read it correctly. That's how engaging it was at times. I would say I was only not into like the first 20 minutes, something like that, 20, 30 minutes, because they were actually like in the Afghanistan mine. I'm like, oh, it's that kind of show. Because I just, I don't want to follow some... I don't know. Those shows don't do it for me, but that only lasts for about like half hour and then everything comes back domestically. I'm not ruining anything. Literally nothing's ruined. All I'm just saying is you only see a little bit of military stuff in the first episode and then the setting remains back at home, which I happen to like a little bit more. But it really was great. The co-star, or not the co-star, but the supporting character it's Taylor Kitsch. That's Chris Pratt, who's the main star of the show. That's his, like, wingman. And Taylor Kitsch, from what I remember, this was the guy who was the lead in Battleship. This was the guy who was the lead in John Carter of Mars, where I die in the background, by the way. I get I get shot by an alien or eaten by an alien. It was a huge green screen room, way bigger than this one. And yeah, I happened to die in that movie, but I remember this guy like, oh, he's a good looking leading guy. I mean, the movies didn't do well, but that's who he is. When I watched the terminal list, he looks like Chris Pontius. He looks like Chris Pontius from Jackass, exactly like him. So much to the point I Googled him and showed somebody and I was like, look at this. And then I realized it was Taylor Kitsch afterward. When I look, I'm like, are you kidding me? I want to say, like, oh, they did a great job making him now, but he just kind of looks like Chris Pontius now. Oh, that's pretty funny. (laughs) But the terminal list, you know, there is a list, an actual list in the show. People like lists. They say that in articles. I'm not reading that. But you give someone a list of five things, they want those bullet points. They want to see a list. I think I'm starting to become a list guy, crossing things off. Just today, I had to do a gym. I had to do a bunch of whole other things before I could do the podcast. And I was overwhelmed in the beginning. I was like, you know what? Let's slice these off the list. We'll see how long that lasts. You know what? You just made the list. The Terminal List was a very good show. Very good show. And you obviously don't hear me say that a lot. So if you're looking for something to watch, really, that's something that I think you'll enjoy. Kudos to Amazon for making a show that pissed off the complainers out there. But that's the last of the praise you'll be getting from me because listen to what these rat bastards did. It was a rat bastard. If you kind of enjoy any of this sort of comedy stuff I put there, I would imagine you know who Andrew Schultz is. He's 
you know, like an anti, I don't like to categorize people like that because no, they're just real comedians. And now people try to say anti PC. No, no, no. They're just a comedian. If you look at their stuff seven years ago, it's the same stuff as two years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And he blew up during the pandemic, created a whole ton of high quality stuff. Eventually Netflix turned the videos he was making into a version for Netflix. And then he got back to stand up as soon as places opened up and then his podcasts are all doing well. He's killing it. So he filmed a special and then I guess I only know the names because TMZ tweeted about him, but Netflix and Amazon were bidding for his special and Amazon ended up paying more for it. And then when he submitted it to them, they sent it back. Like, no, no, no. You have to get rid of this joke. You have to get rid of the asking him to just shave jokes out of it. Now, if you think about that, that's like him spitting in the face of all the fans that he gained because, you know, just like the terminal list, you had those people who gave it a 30% and then they were writing all these articles about why it was no good and how it underwhelmed. All you're doing in that type of situation is driving people like me to, oh, now I want to watch it. Cause if they're telling me not to look, we're all teenage girls and our dad and mom are telling us not to go out with that guy. That's all we want. Now we just want that guy that our mom and dad do not want us to go out with. That's the, the last person that they want is now the first person that we want. And that's what the pandemic did for people like Tim Dillon, Andrew Schultz, and they deserve every single person who followed the both of them because they did a great job with it. And then you have Amazon telling him to cut jokes. And like I said, that would be him spitting in the face of all those people who went to him because they needed a voice that wouldn't be watered down and filtered like so much we see now. And to his credit, he actually bought his special back from them. He refused to cut those jokes. And according to him, he spent like his life savings, everything he had to get the rights back to it and release it to the viewers. And I'm happy to say for him that within a few days, he already by far supposedly surpassed how much Amazon was going to pay him. What's up, guys? Uh, I know a lot of you guys have been reaching out and asking if I made my money back yet. And uh, we just got the numbers from the special so far. And uh, we did not. We made three times that. So fuck editing jokes. Don't edit a single goddamn thing, comics. Put your faith in the people, not these fucking logos. Okay? The people want real, pure, authentic comedy. That's it. Put it out there. The people will take you to the promised land. It broke records for him. So many more people. Now watch that. And who did they do that for? They catered to the 38 people who were going to complain loudly on social media. It's awful to see. And I'm very happy to know that Andrew Schultz can do something like that. But what about people who start from scratch and yes it's one of those situations where by people i mean me and others like me because schultz he was on guy code on mtv people have known him for a while especially within the comedy community as well when he was shadow banned on instagram he goes on rogan talks about it all of a sudden he's not shadow banned anymore same thing with Giannis Papas. he blows up because of his cadre of comedian friends and it's great for them but what the fuck about people who are trying to burrow their way out of this hole you know, the whole of the algorithm and suppression. It's tough. I mean, first and second grade were easy, but social studies, division, this is going to be tough. I'm, I've still yet 
to figure out simple conundrum. How the hell does a regular person break out like the undertaker's glove from the cemetery, you know, when he, when he puts it through there, how the hell does a regular person, you know, hit that next level? And I'm not talking about one of these people that you see, like, don't, don't give me these TikTok guys. Like I saw another one this past weekend, these moniker 10 second video guys, because no, there is no, oh yeah. And then he got his, but you want to, you want to know the latest guy that was sent to me? It's just a monkey guy. What does he do? Just like you'd imagine. He walks into a room like a monkey and people are losing their mind. 20,000 comments. He's the monkey guy. I have no clue what his name is because he walks into a room like a monkey and you read the comments. People are like, man, you just saved my week because he walked into a room like a monkey. I don't know what the hell. I, I, I said that I watched Idiocracy recently, but this, this is a nine second video walking into a room like a monkey. Like, you know, I can't go down that route because there is no... There is no pot of gold at the end of the monkey guy rainbow. How's that for a saying? It doesn't It doesn't turn from, oh yeah, I was walking in rooms like a monkey and then I sold out Madison Square Garden nine years later. So that route is out for me. The random TikTok meaningless videos that showcase no talent other than the random one thing you're allowed to be known for. You know what, since it's been a little while because the last episode was me talking with my friends even though I didn't include, let's go to some scams. We have multiple scams of the week. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam, huh? We're going to start with apartment-related scams. The first scam is the security deposit scam. It is one of the biggest scams around town. You give a security deposit, which in theory makes full sense. We we can't have some guy running amok punching holes, so we're going to take a security deposit that's going to keep them in check until they leave. But then what happens? You leave. You lived at a place six years. How can these people then come back and say, oh, well, I mean, look, you made a little squeaky mark on the floor there. That's going to be 500 They come in and they just start pricing things out like they're a hospital billing it out to insurance. Everything's $900. Oh, there's a dirty dish. That's $300. And they make your security deposit evaporate for nothing. Your reward for treating their place well is they find reasons to keep your security deposit. So the security deposit is an absolute scam. I think that there should be a, a Yelp for all apartment-related things, but security deposits obviously being amongst them. And you get to review landlords. You let people know how much of the security they kept, if not all. Did they give you anything back? And then that will give prospective renters one more thing to think about, but a big thing. And then if there is a Yelp, because, you know, Yelp keeps people in check, but then obviously people take it too far. They don't like how the server seated them. And now all of a sudden they give a restaurant one star despite having the best food in their life. So people could abuse it, especially with landlords. I'm sure they wouldn't look at them in a, uh, they wouldn't have much reason to comment much nice about them. But maybe it'll be that type of thing where you have to choose predetermined selections. Like you can't just go off. You can just go off on your landlord. You should be able to say, is this like, oh, security deposit kept. Some, all, none. You know what I'm saying? So that people knew what they were getting into. Because if you're moving out, they're keeping everything. 
that they just look at it as extra income and you just you you don't think about it the whole time until it's time to move out and then you just remember how much you got screwed because you always think all right well i'll take the security deposit from this place and then that'll be the security deposit in my next place or no or you just lost that security deposit and now have to fork over another security deposit which you're now going to lose in another 12 months but before you get to that second apartment you got to deal with another scam i cannot think of more scams rolled into one process than moving here's my advice to you don't contact any of those companies don't do it the best thing you could do is call somebody you know and get a direct reference every single moving site every single one is like a a flip book where oh go to page 15 and then you go to page 15 or well now go to page nine. they make you put in all your stuff they want you to put your address your name your number your email all this stuff the dates you're moving and it goes get your quote right now we'll show you the number literally we'll show you that number on the next screen you go to the next screen and then it's a whole nother bunch of things and then it goes oh, our, our representatives will get back to you so you filled out that thing just because you wanted to know a rough estimation and you get a grand total of nothing now they take that number and every single person under the sun is marketing to you are you on a it's not just the company that you filed it for it's like 15 other companies and they're blowing up your phone so if you want to use this to your advantage you're in a fight with somebody you're screw want to screw somebody somebody ghosted you you want to get revenge you put that info on a moving company's website it will make their life a living hell absolutely the input your information to get your quote scam but i honestly have a third scam that's funnier than the both of those this was all a scam i can't take credit for this one but this is as funny as they come it's the report the girl i like scam report the girl i like scam and here's what you do if you've met a girl online and you are really enjoying your time with her, you got to report her, according to my friend. You got to take that temptation away by saying that it wasn't really her. You got to say it was a six foot nine guy who was in his mid 50s. You get her blocked. Now there's less incentive. She's got to go to the worst. Is she going to create a new profile? Because, you know, maybe somebody, they, will, they, they don't mind scrolling because, oh, I just had a profile. But to create a new profile while you're with someone, eh, that's a bridge I feel like many won't cross. So it's the report the girl I like scam, keeping you the only one in her sight for the foreseeable future. You know, when it comes to those dating apps, I got a little tip for all of you. Don't ever... Like if it says, hey, do you like this kind of girl? We're just trying to find out what you like so we can match you with them. No, they're not. Do you know what they do? Don't ever, if you see a picture of a girl and it says like, do you really like this girl? Would you like to see more people? Don't ever click on any of this because do you want to know what they do? Like let's say you get five swipes per day or three swipes per day. Whenever you swipe that fifth one or that third one, and now you're out of swipes, who do you think they show you next? Exactly. They show you the person they now know you want, but you're out of swipes. 
You're out of swipes. But as soon as you're out of swipes, they show you the girl. They now know that you like because you've provided that information in the past. So how are you able to swipe right on her? Oh, yes. Yes. By purchasing Tinder Premium Platinum Gold for $95.95 per month. So you got two options. Either don't get it and don't get that girl you want or get it and then still don't get that girl you want. And now you've lost $95.95. It's scam prevent defense because that's what I think they're doing. Why? Because that's what I would do. Show me what he likes and then I'm going to show him that as soon as he has to pay for it. Very simple, people. And remember, if you think that that's cynical, I'm a guy who went to a top 75 university, never been to jail. If I'm thinking that, someone else is doing it. Law of averages. <laughs> you know, it's it's mid-July. August is around the corner. And football starts in September. But really, for people such as myself, you obviously know that I did the podcast, Look Who's Chalking, that I brought up was a fantasy football podcast. Fantasy football really starts in August because you got training camps and then you're preparing yourself for the season and there's a lot you got to take in. So really you get to August, even though the games haven't started, you're kind of in those fantasy trenches. And the guy who is one of the, you know, the, the dons of that industry, Matthew Berry from ESPN, he just, I don't know if it was like an abrupt retirement. I don't know what the hell's going on or maybe, I don't know, but I do know that he left ESPN and I will just bring up that I appreciate that he allowed me into that ESPN man's league because I did a parody. He appeared on a show called The League, which was a show about fantasy football friends in a league together. And I did one of my classic parodies where I used a scene that he was in giving dating advice and then there's a clip of them talking about my parody on their popular fantasy football show. It's a fantastic YouTube video by Amazing. Andy Francis. Yep. It is fantastic. He does a dating advice with Matthew, splicing so in Matthew's actual comments from the TV show and then his responses as the dating advice. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Dating, dating advice, advice, Andy. Welcome to the Man's League. Put it on the board. And then they, I think, retweeted it and then allowed me to be in that league. And nothing ever came of it like most things. However, I do appreciate that one mention and you know i guess i have a little a little nugget a little blip on the radar when it comes to him and that whole podcast sure sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. welcome to the man's league put it on the board i saw that um some people are wearing masks again in la they i think maybe re-implementing some sort of mandate in new york i see people wearing them here and there what i want to know is how have they not created some sort of iphone game or or some sort of game where you gotta guess if people are hot we think about it like you know when people are in the mat what do they look like if they pull that final third because you know there's a lot of people who look real hot until you get that that final third of the face or or i guess half really but there should be some sort of iphone I, i mean look Remember, the precursor to Facebook was hotornot.com. I don't know. There should be a game where you guess if someone's hot when the mask comes off. Is that politically correct? I don't know. But who knows? Maybe they'll pull it off Amazon and we'll make you guys pay for it off to the side. Worked for Schultz. Think it will work for me? Absolutely not. 
But that's how we're going to end the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope I brought you some uh, normalcy. There's some normal random Andy stuff. Talked about some TV shows. Talked about some scams. Told you about that Stranger Things parody that I'm almost done editing. We're going to be doing a Sopranos parody next. I got the grease back. Wolf the Dentist Stanson hair. That really is all there is to know. All right, guys. Thank you for coming back. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And I will talk to you soon.